this Baruch Hashem, forty and several times that <coughs> I have this chus to participate in <coughs> these Yarchi Kala, these seminars, which the Bazil Zangazun prepared for us. And <coughs> Baruch Hashem, these were three days of Chizuk Teire Yerushemayim. Baruch Hashem, we heard beautiful ideas. Halachalamaisa. And the Bezreel Ban Vasnusoy invites me always to say a final word in the Ilam. Usually I try to analyze many subjects that we had heard and to give an easy parting message. Today I will Shalaika Darki I will try to open a sugi, open a topic which is deep and complicated. I'm saying it in Nagdome in introduction. A sugi which is deep and complicated and I admit that I shouldn't be doing this as an ilah. But being that I feel the sugi is so important, I will try to do my best to make it as simple as, as possible. And Hashem should help that I should be able to bring out the point. The topic which I will try to discuss today, again, is a deep and complicated philosophical noise. And there is much, much, maybe one of the deepest and widest subjects in the Torah. I will try to just put in one drop of light. It is the sugya called Malchus. Malchus is the most fundamental sugya of Yomim Neuroyim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, we refer to Hashem Yisbarach, not as Hakel HaKadosh, but HaMelech HaKadosh. Melech HaKol HaOretz. The fundamental Yisoyed of Rosh Hashanah is our Bakosha, our yearning, what exactly is Malchus? Malchus in the literal translation to English is monarchy. Kingdom. A melech is a king. Now, today in our modern generation, there is no such thing as a king. It's a hashal al-haloche. We know that there is a special bracha when you see a king. Shecholak, shecholak mikvoidoi lemelech basar v'dom. There's a big shayla lahalocha whether today, if there's any human being that could make the bracha, is there any remnants of malchus? And therefore we don't really know what malchus is. On the other hand, we open midrashim, we meet the word melech, Hundreds and hundreds of times. Moshe le melech, 
Shehoyeloi ben Yochid, Moshe lemelech, Chazal tell us endless times, Moshe lemelech. What is a melech? And what is malchus? Politically, today, the modern world doesn't believe in malchus. The modern world believes in democracy. The Torah, obviously, which is absolute truth, tells us that the best political situation for the people is malchus. Soim tosim olecho melech. HaKadosh Baruch himself is referred to Melech Yisrael. The reason why the modern generation doesn't, doesn't appreciate Malchus is because they don't understand Malchus. What is a Melech? Now this is the topic that I'm going to try to discuss today. And of course I won't do justice to the subject because the subject is Arucho Me'eretz Mida Urochova Minayam. When we talk about Tisha B'Av, then the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash is analyzed in its absolute truth as only the goals of the Malchus Shemayim. What, what, what changed before Chorben Beis HaMikdash, after Chorben Beis HaMikdash? The position of Malchus Shemayim. Malchus is the subject which we can say embraces all of Torah and Yiddishkeit in its practical halacha is to bring out Malchus Shemayim. What exactly is Malchus Shemayim? Now, Malchus, a melech, has avodim. When we say on Moshe Moshe Avdi Mace. I'm using this as a, a moment of, of humor. But it's never. We are so lacking understanding what Avdus means that we have a shtikh Rahmanas and Moshe Rabbeinu. Nebuch is a slave. The greatest compliment that was given to any human being, that can be given to any creation, is to be an Evid Hashem. And Eved Hashem, this is the epitome of absolute greatness. Again, there is the Melech versus the Eved. What is Malchus? What is Avdus? Now, let us for a moment open up a Gemara in the door. And here the Gemara for a moment will tell us on one analyst of the word Malchus. The Gemara in the Durham discusses why a person has a reason to get angry and to make a nether that you shouldn't have any enjoyment from me. And the Gemara says these words, Love Malka or no? I am not a king. The Yahivna Veloshakilna. I'm not a king that I only give and give and give and never take. And then there's an opposite analyst. Love Kalba Anno. I'm not a dog. The Shakilno Veloya Hivno. There was an epitome of greatness and epitome of shiftless. 
The epitome of shiftless is a dog. A dog only receives, doesn't give. Doesn't give wool, doesn't give fur, doesn't give milk, doesn't give meat. All he does is eat, receives, 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 doesn't give. Such a human being that only is on the receiving end and doesn't give is referred to by the Gemara, excuse the expression, but I'm quoting Torah as a dog. On the opposite epitome, if you find someone who gives and gives and gives and gives and doesn't take anything for himself, that is a king. Now here we see a red light, how the concept of Malchus is exact opposite of what we imagine. When I pictured, when I was a little boy, and I played with my Kleine Schwester, and I was five and she was three, and we played king and queen. And I put on my mommy's robe, and I was a king, and she was a queen. What was my imagination of a king? A king! I have a palace, I have money, everyone bows down to me. Everything for me. I imagine kingdom as a receiver. And the Gemara says this is the opposite epitome of a king. This is, excuse the language, a dog. A king is the exact opposite. Someone who gives and gives and gives and gives and doesn't take anything for himself. And here we already see how our concept of a melech of king is so different than the true concept of melech. And again, <coughs> I am <coughs> putting these words in introduction. I am try- I'm <coughs> apologizing that I'm going to a deep and complicated sugya. But I feel just one little corner of this Indian is extremely important. And this is what I will try to introduce today. Bezer Hashem. One of, you know, I will go straight to the point. I'm going to introduce to the Olam a idea, a piece of knowledge, a piece of philosophical knowledge, which is a beautiful piece of knowledge. Everyone in this audience knows that there is a Chochmah called Gematria. The Torah HaKadoshah is not only composed of words and sentences, but every letter has essence. And we know that every letter has a number. An Aleph is one, a Bez is two, a Chof is twenty, a Tof is four hundred, etc. There is a Chochmah of Gematrias. And this is one of the ways to study the Torah. And of course, we know that there is endless, endless, endless wisdom in the Chochmah called Gematria. Now, I'm sure, at, I'm sure at least this side of the Mechitza, and maybe this side of the Mechitza, came across in a Sefer Kodesh, that a Sefer will say, let us say, this, these words are Gematria, a certain message. And then, before you had time to continue, you quickly add it up, and you see that there's a difference in one. You see there's a difference in one. For instance, it will say that Shulchan, Shein, Lamed, Ches, Nun, 
in the Gematria, 389. Now, you look it up. Before you look, you continue. You make the Cheshben. Sheen is 300. Namad is 30. Ches is 8. Nun is 50. 388. Why 389? And you continue and you see there's a two letters called I and Hey. I and Hey is Rosh Tevis Im HaKoylel. Im HaKoylel. Now people who don't understand what this means. People who don't understand what this means. And you come across this very, very often. So people think that there is a law in Gematria that it doesn't have to be precise. It doesn't have to be exact. You know, if it's one off, one down, or one more, it doesn't matter. This is wrong, and it's a mistake, and of course it's uh, absolutely wrong. I would like to explain for a moment what this means in the Chochm of Gematria, that you can be always one off, as called Im HaKoylel. It means as follows. Let us take the word Shulchan. If we start off with the Shulchan, let us continue with the Shulchan. Let us make it easier. Let us say, for our discussion, the Shulchan is Bigmatria 5. Now we're not talking about the letters of the Shulchan. Let us discuss the object of the table. Let us say, a table is Bigmatria 5. Why is a table Bigmatria 5? Because it's built with five pieces. You have a leg, and a leg, and a leg, and a leg, and you have a board on top, the table is created by five pieces. So someone will say that the number five is, expresses a table. Are we correct? Shulchan in its building is big matria five. Now, if you have a, a, a leg, and a leg, four legs, and a, and, a, and a board on top, do you necessarily have a shulchan? I once saw a leg lying on the floor. In the next room there was another leg. On the second floor there was another leg. On the third floor there was another leg. And down in the basement there was a board. I saw four legs and a board and there was no table. In other words, if you have five pieces of a table, you don't always have a table. So if you have a table, really there are six things in this embracement. There's a leg and a leg and a leg, and a leg, and a board, and a table. The table is a sixth idea. Because four legs and a board don't always make a table. If you have four legs, and a board, and the idea called table, then you have the shulchan. So someone will say, shulchan is big material five. He's not off. You have one, two, three, four legs, and a board. Here you have a table. If someone says Shulchan Ligmatria 6, he's also not off. Because you have four legs and a board and a table. Now this concept, the table, this is called the koilil. Imha koilil means, and the overall idea called Shulchan. The same is true if we will take the numbers of the, of the words and use them as numbers. Let's again use our Shulchan. If I say Shulchan is Bigmatria 388, so Ashin 
and a lamid and a ches and a nun is altogether 388. But I once saw a sheen and a lamid and a ches and a nun and it didn't say shulchan. You could put a sheen, you cry the sheen over here, you cry a lamid over here, you cry the nun over here, or you could take the letters and mix them up, you don't have a shulchan. So really there is, there is 399. There's the sheen and the lamid and the ches and the nun and the koil and the, and the creation of the word shulchan. So therefore you could say you have one more besides the letters, the creation of the word, that is called the koil. Do I make myself clear? Alright? Now I would like to relate to the audience an important piece of knowledge. In the Mukubalim Hakadmainim, this concept, Koilel, is called the Malchus of the Word. It's called the Malchus, the monarch, the king of the world. And here, I would like to introduce a very unique and deep understanding. What does Malchus mean? Let us leave the table for a moment. We're going to come back to our table. And let us talk about Malchus in the world. Let us talk about the Persian Empire. The Persian Empire is a Malchus. The Roman Empire is a Malchus. Let us talk about the Persian Empire because I hate the Romans. The Persians are bad enough. But the Romans, Yimach Shimon Vazichim, Edom is the worst. Let us talk about Taurus. Taurus is like a bear... Alright, we'll be Michael them. Let's talk about the Persians for a moment. You have a country called, well, I don't know what it's called because we're talking before the Malchus. You have a piece of land, and there are people living in a piece of land, and there's no king yet. There's no king. And let me tell you what happens. Let us give them names. The names that I know of Persians, I don't know Persians, let's call them Tom, Dick, and Harry. Can we? So here you have a guy, his name is Tom. And here you have a guy, his name is Dick. And here you have a fellow whose name is Harry. Tom lives on Lee Avenue in Persia. Dick lives on Antiochus Avenue in Persia. And Harry lives on Sancherev Avenue in Persia. Tom is Tom, and Dick is Dick, and Harry is Harry. Imagine Tom gets on a plane... And arrives in Japan. Arrives in Japan. He walks off the plane. He walks through the streets. And I am Tom from Antiochus Avenue. Walks over a big Japanese Schwarzer and gives him a slap in the face. Nebuch Tom is completely unprotected. What could Tom do when he's in, in Japan with so many Japanese around? He calls the police. No one looks at him. This is part one of the story. What happened if in Persia there is a king? There is a melech. And the melech says, everyone in Persia, first of all, the name of the country is Paras. And you're not Tom, you're a Persian. You're not Dick, you're a Persian. You're not Harry, you're a Persian. It is a greater concept of Malchus, you're not just an individual. You're part, of a per you're part of Persia. Tom goes on the plane, walks off, 
And someone says, who are you? I am a Persian, a Persian citizen. And here's my Persian passport. Comes a big Japanese, gives him a patch. He says, if you give me a patch, you are starting up with Persia. That'll make a world war. I'm not just Tom. I am a Persian. If you give me a patch, you should know you slap the Persian king in the face. And this won't, be go, this won't go through silent. That's called Malchus. Malchus is a concept that takes all the people of the country and unites them to a higher level, gives them importance, not as people, not as Tom and Dick and Harry, but gives them a higher concept, I am a Persian citizen. If Persian citizen would be something important. Let us say if, right? Many world wars came through because of such stories, because of Malchus. Let's come back to our table. The same thing. Here you have a leg. You know what a leg is? Ashtik holtz. In Yiddish it's called a klutz. A just simple piece of wood. A simple piece of wood. You know how much a piece of wood is worth? Such a shtick holtz. A piece of wood, let's say, is worth 20 cents. You have another shtick holtz. You have four kletzer. Four simple pieces of wood. 20, 40, 60, 80 cents. You have a board. He's a big klutz. How much is he worth? A dollar. A dollar eighty. And then you take these five pieces, five simple pieces of klutzes, and you turn them into a table. You give them a higher concept. And I say, what is this? I point at the legs, no one say, this is a klutz. This is a table. Now, five klutzes are worth a dollar eighty. A table, for some reason, is worth a hundred dollars. Because he is a table. What happened? What turned a klutz to such, a, such value? Because he got a koilil. There was a higher concept called table, called shulchan, that absorbed all the parts into itself and turned the simple klutzes into a shulchan. Just like the melech paras turned the people into Persians. Am I, am I doing all right? Yeah? Good. Now, I would like to tell this audience, what is a Jew? Mahu Yehudi, this is a very great, great question that was asked. I will tell you exactly what a Jew is. If you allow me to be so, how should I say, conceited, I'm going to tell you exactly what is a Jew. A Jew in Hebrew is called Yehudi. Yehudi means a person who is called Al-Shem Yehudo. What is the name Yehudo? Now, the name Yehudo is built of two words. There is a Yud, K, Vav, K, which we know is Shem Hamafurish. And there is a Dalit. There is a Dalit and a Yud, K, Vav, K. Now, first let me tell you what is this Dalit. Dalit refers to Dalo Va'aniyo. The Dalit refers to poverty and poorness. Dalo Va'aniyo. Now, let me tell you, who in all objects, 
that we have in our creation. Excuse me for, again, I'm being very, I'm saying, you know, very harsh statements. In all objects that we have in our creation, who is the poorest object that there ever is? It's a good question. A piece of stone? A piece of wood? A piece of trash? Now I will tell you, the poorest object that we have in our world is a mirror. A mirror. M-I-R-R-O-R. A mirror. For those who know only Ivrit, it's called Mar'ah. The Pusik Kemarois Hatsoivois. In Yiddish it's called Ashpigel. Let me tell you why he's the poorest misken. He's the biggest nabach in the world. If I look at this wall, I see the wall. Whatever he is, but I see him. If I look at a stone, I see a stone. If I look at a mirror, I never don't even see a mirror. I see myself. <laughs> I see Reuven. I see Shimon. He's never such a miskin. He's never so poor. No one ever sees him. Did you ever see a mirror? Stand in front of a mirror. You see a mirror? You see yourself. Am I right? Right? Dalit is a mirror. Yehuda is a mirror through where we see Hashem. That's what Yehuda is. Yehuda is a Jew. What is a Jew? A Jew, by absolute definition, is a mirror. When you look at a Jew, you see Hashem. Why? Now let me tell you exactly how it works. Hashem created a world, and in the world, there comes something called people. Now we call the Persians Tom and Dick and Harry. Let's take Tom, Dick and Harry and send them to Persia. Let's give them new names. Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. Reuven is Reuven. Shimon is Shimon. Levi is Levi. And Yehuda is Yehuda. Now Reuven walks out. Again, he goes to Japan. Well, let's say he goes to, 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 to some street in New York. And he's walking up and down the street. My name is Reuven. Comes a big Schwarze and gives him a patch. What really happened? A Schwarze gave a patch to Reuven. And what's so terrible giving a patch to Reuven? Shimon's walking through the street and a Schwarze gives him a patch. And what's so terrible giving a patch to Shimon? But when we on that precious day, when we said, Hashem Yimloich La'olam Void, we proclaimed how Hashem as our king, just like when the Persian king became king, Tom, Dick, and Harry became Persians. When Hashem became our king, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda are no longer Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, but they are Yehudim. What does Yehudim mean? What does Persians mean? Everyone represents the Persian king. If you patch my face, you patch the Persian king. If I am a Yehudi, if you patch a Yid, and someone in the audience will say, do you mean to say that if I give a patch to a Yid, I give a patch to Hashem? And it's a Gemara, a Fereshes. These words, 
If you smack a cheek of a Jew, it's as if you smacked Hashem. It's a Gemara. Why? And it's, it's Mishunadik, you know. Because one day we're going to come to Hashem and Hashem is going to tell us, I'm stopping in the middle of my subject. It's just, it's, just, it's just a pachat. It's just terrible to think about it. Hashem will say to us, Hashem will say to us, why did you give me a smack? Excuse me? No. <laughs> and Hashem will say to us, why did you give me a patch? I gave you life. I gave you a family. I gave you children. I gave you parnosa. The dasmach gave my patch. So I'll say, Hashem, to you? When did I give a patch? If you gave a patch to you, you gave me a patch, Hashem says. So I'll say, I didn't mean you. I know you didn't mean, that's what you did. But this is besides the fact. This is the, the, the touch of Yehudi. Yehudi means Malchus. Malchus Shamayim. Now, when it comes to a Persian and a Roman, my, 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 my language knows how to express it. When it comes to a Jew, I don't know, my, my, my English is pale. Yehudi. Yehudi means a Yehuda. That he represents Hashem. That's what Malchus Shamayim is. That we, as individuals, Let's come back to our poor table. Pieces of wood, which are clutter, just plain pieces of wood. If you give them a koilil, if you give them a melech, a malchus, a higher concept, he embraces them all, picks them up, and gives them a new mitzias. This is not pieces of wood anymore. You look at a car, someone say, what is this? This is iron, this is steel. Excuse me. Stupid, that's not steel. This is a car. What is a car? You take steel, you turn it into a motor. So you say, all right, I'll be more intelligent. Steel, glass, and rubber. And today, plastic. No, this is a car. The same thing when you look at a Jew. And I say, what is this? So I say, this is Yankel, this is Beryl, this is Schmetel. Excuse the expression. Stupid. This is Bishimcho Vishmenu Karosa Bishimcho Bishimcho Hagodo Vihakodosh Oleinu Karosa. We are a Yehudi. When you see when you see a Yid, you see Hashem. That is called Malchus Shamayim. Now. Let me explain for a moment why Malchus needs Avdus. Imagine, and let's come back to our table. Let's come back to our Shulchan again. Here, you have a beautiful Shulchan, a beautiful table. And someone says, what is this? This is a Shulchan. Now, one of those legs are insulted. What's about me? You forgot about me? I'm a piece of wood. I'm a piece of clothes. He doesn't want to be mevatl himself, give himself a way to create a shulchan. He wants to say, what's about me? I want to have my identity. So he says, I don't want to be part of the table. I want to be myself. So instead of participating in creating the table, let's say 
he comes back to his own identity. He's a piece of wood. First of all, he himself loses his greatness. He turns back to a klutz. It's some kind of a piece of wood sticking out. Ruins the table. Ruins his identity. Ruins his greatness. Again, if you will dissolve yourself into the overall picture called Shulchan, then you are great and you're part of a table. You could be part of a car. You could be part of a great... A piece of rubber could be part of a car. A piece of rubber could, could be part of a rocket going to the moon. But if someone says, No, ich will sein ich. That's why Avdus is what creates Malchus. If all parts of the country... If Tom says, I don't want to be a Persian, I want to be Tom. If you want to be Tom, see if you can protect yourself. If a Yid says, I don't want to be a Yid, to mevatel myself, to give myself away, my identity to whom? To Hashem Yisbarach. I want to have my own identity. That's called, he doesn't want to be an Eved Hashem, then he's what he is. He loses greatness. And instead of being a mirror to Hashem, he is what he is. Let me for a moment bring a marshal. What does it mean? A Yehudi. A marshal. The Gemara says, it's Yishami, I think. A Medrash. <coughs> Rabbi Shimon ben Shotach once bought a donkey. And when he bought the donkey, he saw that on the donkey, on a chain, there was a diamond. His Talmidim said, Rabbeinu Birchas Hashem Hi Ta'ashir. Now we must realize, Rabbi Shem ben Shotach's Talmidim were the greatest Tanoim. And they knew Halacha, they knew Elam and they knew the Halacha of the Thnim Mishurah Hadin, and they said, Rabbeinu, this diamond, Alpi Halacha, and Alpi Chasidis, belongs to you. I don't know exactly why, but they say, Birchas Hashem, this is a present from Hashem. He Tashir, you are rich. And Abishim ben Shatach says, no. I bought a donkey and I didn't buy a diamond. And he went back to the Arab, it was Yishmaeli, and he said, take back your diamond. And the Arab, the Gemara says, it's not a Gemara, it's a Medrash. Posach v'omar, he said, Boruch Elokei Shimon ben Shatach. Boruch, blessed should be the God of Shimon ben Shatach. Now let me translate the Gemara in simple explanation. Shimon ben Shotach, with all his greatness, with all his depth, with all his Hasidus, with all his Kedusha, cannot produce such a great act of Kedusha, of Tyre, of Yashrus, all the Shem ben Shatach, with all his greatness, cannot produce such an act. The guy said, this is not Shem ben Shatach acting. This is Elokei Shem ben Shatach. Hashem is being projected through you. When I see you, I'm looking in a mirror, I see Hashem. Baruch Elokei Shem ben Shatach. Why? Because you're a Yehudi. Because that's what a Yehudi really means. A Yehudi is someone who actually has to be a mirror to Hashem's chesed, to Hashem's mercy. 
And there was a very famous kasha. One of the big kashas in Hashkofa. Why does not the Torah not tell us in particular in the 613 mitzvahs, the mitzvah of Midas Toivos? The Torah doesn't tell us there's a mitzvah of Tefillin of Tzitzis. That's it, it's a mitzvah of Tzedakah. What's about the mitzvah of Anove? Why doesn't Torah say, be an honor, be modest, don't be a Balgaiva? By the way, according to the Smak, there is a Mephorosha mitzvah not to be a Balgaiva. But according to most Rishonim, there is no special love not to be a Balgaiva. There is no special mitzvah, be kind, be understanding. Do you know what one of the greatest mitzvahs in the Torah is? To smile. To smile. The Gemara says, Uleven If you show someone your white of your teeth, I remember there was a great tzaddik, Talmud Chochem, Rosh Hashiva, a God will be Yisrael, Yisrael Chaim Kaplan. Many remember him. I remember the way he used to describe this Chazal. He says, imagine in a hot summer day, in a hot summer day, someone walks through the street with a big jug of cold milk and whoever he sees, he opens up the faucet, please have a glass of milk. Could you imagine Shas Chesed? And I would like to add, why does it say milk? Why doesn't it say water? You know what difference between milk and water is? If you give someone a cold glass of water on a hot day, he's thirsty and he becomes refreshed, but you don't give him vitamins because water doesn't have vitamins. You can't live on water. Milk has vitamins. It not only does it give you, refreshes you, it gives you energy. It builds you. A baby can live on milk. The Gemara says if you give someone a smile, it's not only you're refreshing him, you're giving him energy. And he used to say, imagine this tzaddik walking through the street. And when he sees someone who's tired, give him a glass of milk. Could there be a bigger, a bigger tzaddik, a bigger chavetz chaim? She says, you can do it. Walk through the street, you see someone, give him a smile. Now, giving a smile is a gewaldika mitzvah. Why does it say in the mitzvah? The Torah says like this. The Torah says, on the, fifth, on the 14th day of Nisan, make a carbon Pesach. And that night, eat matzah. And eat murder. Why doesn't the Torah say, and when you saw someone in the street... Give him a smile. Why doesn't the Torah give such a mitzvah? The answer is, the Torah gives this mitzvah. Do you know what this mitzvah is? There is a mitzvah in the Torah, which is called, V'halachto bidrochov. Go in Hashem's ways. Mahu chanun af'atachanun. Mahu rachum af'atorachum. Act like Hashem. Now Hashem, Kaviyocho, smiles at us. Ki bo'or ponecho nasatolonu. When you come home and you open your, 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 your mail, and let's say you got a letter from a very close friend, and, and you know, with, so it's Hashem smiling at you. If someone that you love jumps on you, a, a baby, a, a nephew, a niece, or your own child, it's, it, it, it warms your heart. It's Hashem smiling at us. Hashem smiles at us all day. And we say, V'halachto bedrachov. But let's come back to the question, but why does it have to say in such a way, go in the ways of Hashem? Why doesn't it go into particular? The answer is because that a Jew is not someone who is complete, who is about Midas Toivis. Because
Because if you will do all good deeds, you're not doing what Hashem wants us to do. Hashem wants to, you should mirror Hashem's chesed. You should do chesed with such greatness that someone should say, this is Hashem's product. This is not Shirin ben Shotach. This is Hashem acting through Shirin ben Shotach. Because that's what Yehudi is. Yehudi is an ever Hashem. An ever Hashem was Moshe Rabbeinu. That Shechina medaberes mitoch greinoi. That through him you saw Hashem. And that's what a Jew really is. This is the essence of a Jew. Now this means Malchus Shemayim. When the Jewish people have their completeness, have their greatness, and do such maizim, that you see the Jewish people, you see Am Hashem, you see Hashem working, then Malchus Shemayim is complete, and this is what we are hoping and waiting for. When the Jewish people are chayte, and Hashem takes away from the Beis HaMikdosh, and we walk in the street, and you see, you, see, you see people, you see chesed, but you don't see Hashem. You don't see Hashem projecting from their faces. You don't see Hashem projecting from their maizim. That is called, Malchus Shamayim is in Golos. And this is our cry. And this is our yearn. That Malchus Shamayim could come back. When Hashem is our koilel, that is our greatness. When we all, how should I say, mavatla ourselves to Hashem's being Hashem's people, this is the expression of Malchus Shemaim. Now, I'm going to, before I conclude my subject, I want to bring one more marshal of Malchus. Everyone in this audience knows that the reason that the second Beis Hamidrash was destroyed was because of Sinas Chinam. The first Beis Hamidrash was destroyed because of terrible Averis. Avoidizora, Giliorayus, Shvichus Domin. The second Beis Hamidrash was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam. And the Gemara says, which is worse? And the Gemara says, look at the Bira. Look at the Temple. Look at the Beis Hamidrash. The first one was restored. And the second one is Choshech al Pnei We don't see an end to the depths of our dark Golas. So obviously, Sinas Chinam is worse. Now, let us try to analyze philosophically why is Sinas Chinam the worst Aver in our Torah? Sinas Chinam is the core of all destruction. Why? Again, Alpimusser, much, much was said. And someone who lives in the world maybe understands why. Let me for a moment try to analyze in continuation how we explained before what is so terrible about Sinas Chinam. Let me for a moment come back to our table. Our Shulchan today is doing a good job. Come back to our Shulchan. <coughs> I mentioned to this Choshev audience that the word kolel, kolel means an overall concept, is an expression of malchus. I want to also inform you, the word shalom, peace, shalom 
is brought down in the pre, in the Svaram Kadmonim on expression of Malchus. And again, we are going to deep philosophical terms. Let me try to explain it in simple ways. There is nothing that creates Sholoim like Malchus. Let me tell you why. Here again, now, each one of these, of these pieces of wood are very conceited. Because I'm a klutz, I have my own identity. And he has his identity, and he has his identity, he has his identity. What happens when the concept Shulchan comes into the picture? Then they make Shalom. You know why? Because they all participate in one grand idea called the creation of the Shulchan. That is really Shalom. That makes peace. Now let me tell you what Sinas Chinam means. What does it mean, Sinas Chinam? Sinas Chinam means I hate you for no reason. For no reason? So why do I hate you? Let's say, if someone walks over to me and, uh, and didn't happen to notice that my foot is in the way and steps on my foot and I happen to have a, a beard sore and I give a jump and I say, don't you notice that there's someone standing here? She says, oh, I'm sorry. A minute later, steps on my foot. I give a jump. That happens again and again and again and again. That's not sinas chinam. That's sinner with a reason and a good reason. You are, <laughs> well, let's not discuss what, how I look at this guy, right? That's hatred with a reason. Do you know what sinas chinam means? Sinas chinam means like this. I dislike you. You know why? For one reason. Because you are you and I am I. For instance, I, as we mentioned on Shabbos, this is a good marshal, I have a 1965 Ford. You have a 1993 Volvo. And I hate your guts. Now, why do I hate your guts? Because, look at the Yosher. I have a 1965 Ford. And you have a 1993 Volvo. Why isn't the opposite? The terrorist is because I am I, and you are you. I don't have what you have. You don't have what I have. I'm an individual. You're an individual. This is the reason that I hate you. Why do I hate you? Because you're not me. What you own is not mine. What I own is not yours. You think like a punisher. And I think like a litvak. I think that you're stupid. You think that I'm stupid. I think that you're shallow. You think that I'm shallow. I hate you. You hate me. But why do I hate you? Because you're not me, and I'm not you. This is sinas chinam. There is no reason. It's just because each one is an individual. So if Eibich ben Zich, so whoever is not like precious me, Habichem fight. I hate him. This is called sinas chinam. And this is the reason why people hate each other. Why people hate each other. Because our personalities are different. Because our possessions are different. He didn't really do anything to me. When he has a 1993 Volvo, he didn't steal it out of my bank account. He didn't come to my piggy bank and take the money out. But what kind of chutzpah that he has, I don't have. I'm a chutzpah. A chutzpah. He should have, and I shouldn't have. He should be smart, and I should be stupid. The tennis is, he is he, and I am I. A chutzpah. I hate him. This is called sinas chinam. Sinas chinam. This is the real touch of sinas chinam.
Now, what is the opposite of sinas chinam? Sholem. Sholem means like this. When we have our table, you have four pieces of wood. Does he hate him? Because I'm in the visual. No, we're all working together in one concept. I am not I and you are you. We are both the same. We're both working together in one concept. When there is malchus, there is sholem. What happened when there was sinas chinam? Now let me bring, let me, let me say it very simply. At the time of the Beis HaMikdash, until the destruction of Beis HaMikdash, the Jewish people loved each other. And don't forget, Ruven hates Shimon. Every Ruven hates Shimon. And whoever tells me not, he's t- making a terrible mistake. If Tom is Tom, and Dick is Dick, and Harry is Harry, and Reuven is Reuven, and Shimon is Shimon, Reuven hates Shimon. I hate his guts. You know why? Because he has the chutzpah to be Shimon, and not Reuven. And he has the chutzpah to keep the money in his pocket, not in my pocket. So every Reuven hates Shimon, and every Shimon hates Levi. But when there is no Reuven, and there is no Shimon, and there is no Levi, and Hashem becomes our king, and Reuven is a Yehudi, and Shimon is a Yehudi, and Levi is a Yehudi, then Reuven loves Shimon, because the Yehudi loves the Yehudi, because we are all bottled to one great concept, and I love you and you love me, because we are all one big machine called a mirror that is, that is Meshakef Hashem Isbarach. That reflects Hashem's beauty. And therefore I love you and you love me. And we're all one great utensil. We are a Yehudi. I'm not Reuven and you're not Shimon and he's not Levi. We are all Hashem's mirror. That is called Sholem. The moment the Jewish people, let's say our table, the moment there's no more table, then you have four pieces of klutzes, Four stupid pieces of wood and a big platform on top and they're not worth a penny. Throw in the garbage. The moment the Jewish people stopped be- becoming Yehudim and there was sin Hashinam, Reuben said, I am myself. And Shimon says, I am Shimon. Hashem took away Al-Bais HaMikdash and threw us into Golas. Now this is deep philosophical ideas, I, I think. Let us try to explain and to interpret this halacha l'maisa. Halacha l'maisa. Let us really malchus shemayim. Malchus shemayim is really the core of all of Judaism. Now, let us discuss what the Bezreel Zangazunt was discussing this after this morning. And he was discussing newspapers and radio and televisions. Well, televisions, not let's say in this audience. But newspapers and radio and Sholem Bayes, Chinuch, Emunah, Bitochen. And yesterday the Bazir told us such a beautiful word that the core of everything is the Animaimin. The Animaimin Emunah Shleim is the core of everything. Let me explain to you for a moment what, it, what that means. Can I bring you a very simple uh, illustration? I'm being a little, a little shallow now. I once saw in a safer 
from other God. I don't know why he wrote this story. He told me, he writes a story, he says, a, a, a God was once, a Rav, a Rav, a Choshev, a Rav, a Tzayat HaMaisim. He told the story. He once went to the mikveh, and there was an old man there. He must have been about 93 years old, when he says the story. When Erika Krechts, oi, he was in terrible trouble. So people came to me and says, what happened, Nebuch? What happened to this old man? A 93-year-old man was sitting in the mikveh and he was krechting, he was, he was almost crying. What happened was, he, he, met, he met up with a tragedy. What was the tragedy? He left his soap home. He left his piece of soap at home. So a fellow walks over to him and says, Take a piece of soap. And this old 93-year-old gentleman takes the piece of soap and smells it. He says, No. He says, I need soap that, sm- that has a good odor. Until finally someone reverted, reversed the tragedy and brought this, uh, this, this wonderful Jew a piece of Shmekedikazef. Beautiful story. Now let us analyze this story. We have one question. A Yid, 93 years old, that one foot in the grave, you have nothing to worry about besides a piece of Shmekedikazef. Can we appreciate that? You have nothing to worry about besides whether your soap smells. Bichlau, Baruch Hashem, that you smell, that you still have a, a chushareach. <laughs> my, my, my grandfather couldn't smell anything already for 20 years earlier. That's, you have nothing to worry about besides a piece of shmekadikazef. The question is, obviously, Nebuch, this Jew, this was the center of his life for the last 70, 80 years, and he couldn't get out of it. Let us tell you another story. A fine young man comes home and lunch isn't ready. And lunch isn't ready. Now that's half of the problem. The other half of the problem that lunch is in the oven. And it's burning. And he walks into the house and he smells it. And his wife is living in bliss on the phone. And he gets angry. And he gets angry. And here we have a shayla. Now I brought this illustration before. And we say to Yid, you have nothing in your life to censor your, your, beside a piece of shmeket de kazef. And we say to this young man, you're coming out from the Medrash. In the morning you're down with the shachas. And he said, Ato Kodesh Vishim Chok Kodesh. And then he started learning Shoshan and and you, and you had a shmooze with the Rambam and the Rajbo and the Benutam. And you said a pshat that Rebbe Kivege says this pshat. And you machavin a shtikl masho. You be'emes have nothing to worry about besides your spaghetti being burnt? That's called malchus. Malchus is, if this home is what we call a Yiddish home, and you walk in, and all of a sudden you notice that this is my Yiddish home, and there's shchin in this home, and Betzim, I reflect Hashem Yisbarach with my Midis, with my Torah, that Hashem is our King and my identity. Now let me explain to you, why is this younger man so angry? Because his lunch was burnt. With all due respects to younger light that his lunch is burnt. I'm not, I just bring this as a marshal. I can say plenty of marshal for this side of the Mechitza, but you know, it's not fair because I'm at this side of the Mechitza. But let us talk for a moment. Do you know why he's so angry? Let us think for a second. 
If I am Reuven, Reuven, for Reuven, lunch is very important. If I am Yehudi, if I am a mirror for Hashem Yisbarach, if I walk in the street and people say Hashem Yisbarach, if Hashem is my king, and my life is centered to move back myself for a concept called Malchus Shemayim, for Yehudi, lunch and spaghetti with chili sauce is not the most important thing in creation. Everything centers around Malchus Shemayim. Now Reuven has to know the news. Because Reuven can't be stupid. But a Yehudi, a Yehudi, a reflection of Hashem Yisbarach, is not stupid if he doesn't know the news. Because he knows the Black Gemara. And Reuven has to hear the radio. Because he can't be cut off for the world. But a Yehudi has his world. He is living in, in, in Pamalia Shalmaila. He is a Yehudi. And Ruvain has to be dressed exactly. The tie has to be precise. And the dress has to be exact. Etc., etc. But a Yehudi has more important problems and more important machshavas. And anyways, Hashem's glory won't be Reflected through my dress or through my tie. Hashem's glory will be reflected through my maizim, through my midos, through my understanding, through my heart, through my tefillah, through my smile. So what's the difference? How my dress is or how my suit is or what's going on in, in Arkansas? Because I'm a Yehudi. And Hashem is our melech. This is, this is Ayid. As much as we have Malchus Shamayim, as much as we have Malchus to Hashem Yisbarach, and we are avodim to Hashem, everything falls into place. Because Hashem is the koilel, as we said. Hashem is the koilel of the gematria. Is what makes us all Yehudim. Is what gives us substance, what gives us greatness. And that's why Malchus Shamayim, is the aside of all greatness and the salvation to all problems. Let me conclude my discussion with one word. I brought a Gemara that the Gemara said, what is a king? Now, if the, you will notice, all I was explaining is what is the slaves of a king? What are we? But what is a king? And the Gemara says, a king himself, Hashem is the Melech. We were explaining what is the Jew, but what is the king? And the Gemara says, Lav Malka'ano, I'm not a king. A, a, a simple human being says, that I give and give and give and give and don't receive. Now this is very deep. I don't want to go into the depths of it, just one word. Let us look a moment at the table. If you remind at the table which we spoke about so much this afternoon, you have four pieces of clutches and you have a board on top and you see a table. Now, the table took the woods and turned it into a table. Am I right? But where's the table? Do you notice that all you see is the pieces of wood? You don't see a table. What is a table? Look at the table. What do you see? All you see is the pieces of wood. The table itself <laughs> is a concept. It's a concept that he 
takes the pieces of wood and turns them into greatness. He himself is a concept. He just gives. He doesn't take anything. He's out of the picture. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm just telling you this last word. You should know that when, a, when, when, when Am Yisrael, the Jewish people, are makabal upon themselves, Malchus Shemayim, are makabal upon Malchus Shemayim, Hashem Izbarach, Hashem Izbarach, gives as a melech to such an extent, to such an extent, it's, it's, I'm unable to, to describe it, as if everything he has, he gives away to the Jewish people. He gives us everything he has. There is no brocha, there's no hatzlocha that you don't get when you dissolve yourself and you evacuate yourself to Malchus Shemai. And the king on his part has nothing to do but give and give and give and give. Because in the world you don't see Hashem. And we look at the, we don't see Hashem. We see Hashem through His people. We see Hashem through His mirror. Hashem Himself hides Himself. I don't need anything Hashem says. I will give you so much bracha. I will give you so much hatzlocha. That if someone wants to see Hashem's greatness. Someone wants to see Hashem's kindness. He will look at you. That's what Malchus Shemayim is. And this, with this I conclude our discussion. The core of everything is Malchus. That's what Malchus means. Malchus means, let us give away Sinas Chino. I am not Reuven, I am not Shimon. I am a reflection of Hashem. Hashem's greatness is the center of my life. If I dress... If I, if I eat, everything I do is L'Shem Shemayim. What does it mean L'Shem Shemayim? Because through my dress, I'm a, a Mechubat Dekiyit. If I'm a Mechubat Dekiyit, it's a Kiddush Hashem. If you go around with Shmatis, it's a Chil Hashem. You should dress nicely and respectively. It's a Kiddush Hashem. But again, the question is, is Reuven getting dressed? Or is a Yehudi getting dressed? That's the whole difference. If Reuven gets dressed, well, <coughs> Reuven, there are a lot of ways to compliment Reuven. Rachel, if anyone hit name Rachel, I don't, I'm not referring to anybody because Rachel is the famous name in the Gemara that you use. Rachel and Reuven. Rachel gets dressed or a Yehudi gets dressed. If Rachel gets dressed, then Rachel has a lot of ways to compliment her personality. And Reuven has a lot of ways to compliment his personality. And when Reuven is eating, Reuven has a lot of drishas to make him satisfied. And has to be exact, it has to be on time, etc., etc. If a Yehudi is eating, if a Yehudi is dressing, if a Yehudi is walking in the street, if a Yehudi is doing business, and he is the most, a Jew is an ever to Hashem. And I said, there is no one poor as a mirror. This Dalit, the biggest Rachmanis, you don't see Reuven, you don't see Shimon. You see a mirror, you see Hashem. This is our greatness, and this is our beauty. And this is, this is the aside of everything we've been taught. And I feel, and with this I conclude, 
As I said, it's 40 several times that Bezviel Zangazunt was mechabed me to say a ne'ilah. Really, it's not a ne'ilah because Rabbi Rukovsky will speak in the afternoon and Bezviel will give the codes. But if the most, of the most intense discussions was, I had the last word. I feel, and I heard the Bezviel's discussions many times, and I, I think I know many of the, the, the subjects and the, and, and the, the connection that he wants, I feel that I put it all into one nutshell. And this is what, what he was trying to, to, to introduce to us. And if you said of Kolotera Kula, the question is, what is the center of our life? Is the piece of Shmekedik Zeif, is this the center of our life? Or the center of our life is that I, the Etzem, I am a mirror. I am a Jew to reflect Hashem's covet. If I'm a mirror to reflect Hashem's covet, then Hashem's covet doesn't need a radio, doesn't need, doesn't need newspapers, needs something else completely. Needs midas toivis, needs vitur, needs kindness, needs consideration of others. Torah, yira, etc., etc. HaKadosh Baruch should help us. We should be zeichet to Mekadoshim Shemayim.